Alrighty, everybody, Johnny is back, and we are getting into the second episode this week, just like I promised, episode uh, 27, welcome back. In the last episode, um, we talked about some of the contract extensions uh, that was given out um, in the past month, a bunch of uh, younger kids getting locked up, but in this episode, um, it's mainly the uh, retirements video, so anyone that was uh, important that retired, it, it actually all happened on the same day. And the same position as three defensemen. Um, ooh, excuse me. Um, all these people, uh, you know, we're going to look into their careers a little. Look into um, what uh, made them stand out and uh, where they go, if they're Hall of Fame worthy or not. And we'll get into the Leafs in a little bit. Um, some news that broke out about a week or two ago. But I think it's best we get started. All right. Um, so we had three retirements uh, last week for Zidane Chara, uh, P.K. Subban, and uh, Keith Yandel, all retiring basically on the same day. Um, I guess we could start with Zidane Chara, just because I feel like he's the biggest one to talk about. So Zidane Chara, uh, Zidane Chara um, the former captain of the Boston Bruins, is uh, a now officially retired. He finished his career off. 209 goals, 680 points in 1,680 games in over 24 seasons with the New York Islanders, Ottawa Senators, Boston Bruins, and Washington Gap- Capitals. Uh, he, just to know, he had uh, two stints with the Islanders very early in his career and the very tail end in his career. Um, Charlie also made NHL history as he was six six foot nine and is the tallest NHL player ever um, to ever play in the game, which I guess is great. Um, and then he, the, some of the accolades, uh, as he's one of the prominent leaders of defensemen, um, I believe Char won the Norris trophy back in 2008, 2009 season with the Bruins. Yeah. So that was, uh, over a decade ago that he won the, uh, Norris. He was also on that cup winning team, uh, with the Bruins back in the 2010, 2011 season when they defeated the Vancouver Canucks. And you know what? There's a lot to say about Char. First off, uh, I, I got to watch this guy play a lot in, in, um, when I was younger. Uh, he's a big, he obviously a big man, six foot nine. But you know what? He was a tough guy too. He's one of the best fighters to ever do it. Um, no one would mess with Boston just because of those big bad teams they had, and they really, you know, it it was it, it, it was a it, it was a courtesy to fight Zdeno Char just because you know he, he's the toughest guy in the league. You know, you you always ask the question, oh, which guy's the tough guy except Zdeno Char just because he's 6'9", he is a freak out there. Um, and it's funny because, you know, when he started out with the Islanders, this guy was nothing when, with them. He was not a uh, player at all. He, he was actually considered a bad hockey player with the Islanders. I don't want to say bad hockey player, but he wasn't a good player back in that day. Also, just an FYI, I do apologize. It is allergy season, so it's a little hard to talk and breathe at the same time, but I will try and get through it. Um, as I was saying, you know, it is the, he was not that good with the Islanders, um, but he worked his ass off and he proved a lot of people wrong in the end. And, you know, he reminds me of a tougher version of Chris Pronger, just that staple at the blue line. Um, Pronger was always that big defenseman that uh, people didn't mess with and Char is the same kind of way. And it's funny because, so Chari got he he after the Islanders he went to the Senators, and back in, I think it was, 
the 0506 season, you know, Ottawa had a difficult situation because they had two stud defensemen, Zane Char and Wade Redden at the time, both expiring contracts, and general manager John Muckler at the time didn't keep Chara, but he kept Wade Redden, and the rest is history. His, his Dano Chara is clearly a better player than Wade Redden, although it wasn't that easy at the time because Wade Redden was probably the better player during the moment. But uh, career-wise, like Zdeno Chara was like way beyond Wade Retton. And when he got to Boston, he got the captain right away. Um, and, you know, he's just, like I said, big, tough guy, decent skater, really good defensively. Um, and, and he was great off the ice. You know, he always helped out with the kids in Boston. Um, and, uh, you know, when you hear his retirement, uh, you know, some of the good things that uh, people say about him, like, it speaks on his character, um, his former teammate, current Boston Bruin, uh, Brad Marchand, you know, he had very good things to say when, um, Zdeno Chara left, um, left from the game, um, I could pull up the quote here for everyone, but basically, it's all the stuff that he did, uh, um, off the ice, uh, or, you know, stuff that, uh, just amplifies who, uh, he is as, um, Marshawn, he said, what he wanted to build and represent every day, just being a captain, being a leader, his worth ethic, his attention to detail, not even just on the ice, but off the ice. Marshawn said Tuesday that he's always trying to improve himself and get better. Um, and he talked about, you know, this guy learning uh, real estate. Uh, he knew multiple languages. He just tried to be a better human. Um, and for those who don't know that Boston is like not an easy market to be a captain of any team one of the toughest markets in the league or any sport and you know hopefully uh this guy gets the recognition he deserves i think he's a lock for the hall of fame i can't see how he's not i mean just look at his numbers and uh look what he uh look at the history he's made just being hit for his size too is like incredible but we'll move on to the next guy and that's uh pk suban man I remember I've seen this guy for his entire career, pretty much. Um, there, This is uh, someone that I got to watch from the start. Um, when he started out with Montreal as a young star, uh, moving on his way through Nashville and New Jersey for the three teams that he played for. Um, we could read some of the stats for Mr. Subban, man. Um, so he played 13 seasons with those three teams in 834 games. He had 115 goals. 467 points. So, pretty good career for P.K. Subban. Um, he won the Norris back in, I think it was 2013 that he got the award. So, congrats to him for that season. And, uh, yeah, he also won the Olympic. He was on that part of that gold medal team in Canada in uh, Sochi in 2014. And, uh, you know, the rest is history um, for him. But the one thing I will say about Subban is I'm not trying to sound negative. I'm not saying the guy's a bad player, but he's not a Hall of Famer. He's definitely not a Hall of Famer. Um, I heard some people in the media saying that he was once he retired. He's not a Hall of Famer. Um, he might, he might uh, you know, get to there as a broadcaster because, you know, all the rumors of him and ESPN uh, collabing so he can join their hockey team, which I think is great. You know, former players being analysts, hell yeah, that's what you want to see. Their, their knowledge of the game is way better than some of these hacks and hosers uh, that are put up there. 
But, uh, you know, just like I said with all his accolades, it's not enough. Even though he was playing in Montreal, which and he was the star of that team, those teams, I should say. And you know what? He did do a lot. He donated to um, children's hospitals for years um, in Montreal. He did stuff in Nashville um, with the police department. Like, great, great stuff off the ice. Like, congratulate. Like, I love it. Um, but unfortunately, the at the resume is not good enough. And also, like, <laughs> he he didn't always get along with his teammates. Um, and, you know, <coughs> how could I say this? Uh, they're, they're a... That there wasn't always a, a an eye to eye. For example, Brendan Gallagher, beloved by Montreal. Remember this comment he had after um. Uh, I think it was after a game, uh, in twenty eighteen, and this is when they were former teammates. Um, or Subban was with the Predators, and Gallagher on Subban, he came in here and tried to make it all about KK Subban. That's what he does, <coughs> and you know. Um, it's. I'm not saying uh, who's right and wrong in that situation because that situation is years ago. It's not relevant news as of now. But when you hear quotes like that about players, it kind of makes you wonder a little and say, you know, maybe uh, this guy shouldn't be uh, Hall of Fame worthy if he can't get along with his freaking teammates every time. Now, I'm not saying every player in the in the Hall of Fame has gotten along with their teammates. But the, it, it kind of shows, like, you know, the character level. It's not there. And it really should be. I do apologize again, audience, uh, as my allergies are really killing me. That's why these videos are being a little shorter. That's okay. But uh, anyway, um, the next guy we're going to review, uh, Keith Yandel. What a career this guy had. Playing for the... for. Oh, excuse me. I, I apologize, everyone. Uh, this is not how I wanted the vi uh, video to go, but... Uh, Allergy season's really killing me. I I feel bad for anyone that uh, has to endure any uh, allergies because it is almost impossible to breathe. But nevertheless, Keith Yandel, third defenseman that retired, he is the all-time NHL Ironman, or he he accomplished that last season with getting to eight hundred nine hundred eighty nine games. Um, he played for uh, a bunch of seasons with Arizona. Then moved on to New York, Florida, and the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, he announced his retirement on the Spit and Chicklets podcast, which I think you guys should check out. Um, but he topped 50 points twice with the Coyotes and twice with the Panthers. Um, and yeah, no, he broke Doug Jarvis's record, and he's the all-time Ironman streak. His career totals in 1,109 games, Yandel had 103 goals and 619 points. And, you know, I ha I just have to say, like, with Keith Yandel, bravo. Like, in an era where injuries are more often and when you had a pandemic and this guy still was able to break the streak. And it's funny, his streak might be broken by Phil Kessels. So we don't even know uh, what to, how long he has a streak for. But um, just to go over this guy's career... Uh, you know, great offensive defenseman, a staple in uh, Phoenix back in the day, and now known as Arizona. But yeah, um, kind of guy that you want on the team if you could stay healthy and be productive. Um, and he just uh, 
you know, a great quarterback on the power play, too. Very underrated. I could see this guy. See, with Char, it's a lock to get in the Hall of Fame almost. Subban, I say no. Yandel, it's 50-50. I'm on the fence. Because I don't know if the accolades are good enough, but the fact that he has the streak or broke the streak, that should, like, be, you know, be considered in there. Because... It's a very impressive thing to do, a games played streak, which I if I had to say it, maybe he gets in. I'm just I don't know, but it's close. It's close. It's closer than Subban, I'll tell you that. Um that's in my opinion. And uh finally, we're going to get into the uh Toronto Maple Leafs a little. I do apologize again for the video being short, and I know I've said it like four or five times, but allergy season is really bad. <laughs> Anyway, um, Kyle Dubas, uh, with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, has some news, um, and the Leafs, the Leafs are not extending Kyle Dubas as of right now, and according to reports, his job is on the line this season, and wow, oh wow, who could have saw this coming out? So, Kyle Dubas will become, soon become the longest serving general manager in 25 years, he's going to be the fifth, uh, years as GM, which is kind of incredible because, Jesus, that's a lot of uh, short tenure GMs for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, he took over for Lou Lamorel back in 2018. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, kind of the same story for the Leafs. Great regular seasons, first round exits, and we don't know if this year is going to change. Uh, last year, they had 115 points, I believe. And unfortunately, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat them in Game 7 in the first round. So, here's the uh, thing with uh, Kyle Dubas. I think this is great for the Leafs to not guarantee a job. You know, it makes this guy, like, sweat. Like, you you should sweat if, you're, if you haven't produced yet. Because the goal should be to win. And, no doubt, do I think the Leafs are going to be an awesome team this year? Hell yeah. I really, I do believe in the Leafs this year. I think they're a good team. Um, I think they're also a great analytics department um, with the drafting they've done. And you can look at you can look at their roster. I know everyone likes to make jokes about the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, but you can just look at the roster to see you know um, these guys that uh, they've they've drafted, and you know I know like the stars on the team like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, all homegrown, um, and. I know it's like, oh, like, how, how could you say, you know, that uh, they're, uh, they're, they've drafted uh, those guys and, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's early first-round picks. Not everyone hits with first-round picks. So you got to really scout your players. Um, Pierre Engvall is another guy I believe they drafted, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they, <laughs> that's, he's not a bad uh, depth player for them. If I'm not mistaken, he was drafted by the Leafs. If I could actually take a look at that, so I'm not wrong. I believe I believe he was. Yeah, he came up in their system, unless he was traded for them. But another guy, Morgan Riley, uh, although he was drafted before this regime. Um, but uh, Rasmus Sandin, you know, there's a guy that uh, the Leafs definitely uh, have uh, been paying up. Uh, have been uh, what what you would call it, um, s- studied hard for Timothy Lozjegren, another defenseman. Um, so a lot of guys that they've uh, come up in their system, and uh, 
you know what? Kudos to the analytics department. But um, with the thing with the Leafs is, the reason I agree that Dubas should be on the hot seat is because, um, you know, they just underperform. So many first-round exits. This guy's not, they haven't won a playoff round in God knows how long. long longest tenured, uh, you know, not winning a playoff round, which is kind of sad. So um, if he doesn't get it over the first round this year, you got to switch it up. Um, and, and here's the other thing with the Leafs, uh, just because they all just, they also haven't done anything in this era, but, uh, Austin Matthews, uh, last time I checked, uh, he doesn't have a contract yet. So when is that going to happen? Because you look at his, uh, current contract with the, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, it's still the five year, uh, 58 million that he's, uh, signed for, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's no um, there's no uh, extension. So what do they do? Do they uh, do do they let him walk because he's a UFA in twenty four twenty five? So it wouldn't be uh, the this year or the or it's a n- next year's uh, free agency class, um, two uh, free agency classes for him. So that's gonna wrap up the uh, podcast today. Again, I do apologize on the shorter videos. My allergies have been killing me. All right. And uh, next week, we'll we'll start getting into the season as uh, hockey actually started today. So um, I should have another video up by the weekend. So I will see everyone in, in uh, the next video.